Welcome to the Freedom Founder Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Duggar. Now, when you start a business, it is beneficial to start with the end in mind. Clarify the vision. What is that plan, that exit route that you're coming to? Not always the first thing on your mind. My guest today, Tracy Gunn, has had her own experience in that regard and has been helping others to begin with the end in mind and to, if they've gotten to that place, where they haven't started with that thought, get to that place where they can have that clear vision to help reduce that anxiety and continue to push forward. So Tracy, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk about this. This is my favorite subject. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Well, it takes a little bit of background to get to that subject. So let's talk a little bit about where you started as an entrepreneur and how you progressed to that point where you actually did start to think about this topic. Sure. Um, I mean, my first business, like I was in a place where things were going crazy in my life and I wanted to create a world where I was in charge, you know? And so I created my first business, which was a candy store. I'm actually here today. And, um, And then after a while, I got bored like a lot of entrepreneurs and I thought, I need more. So I did a restaurant. And then after a little while, I did another restaurant and then I did another candy store because, you know, sometimes more mm-hmm. feels like it's going to be the answer yeah. until I kind of hit the wall. And I thought, I don't I'm tired. I don't want to do all this. I was running four businesses. I was stressed out. And I thought, I'll just I'll just sell it. I'll uh-huh. get out. I'll start over. I'll do whatever I want. I had a new grandbaby. Oh, you know, priorities change. Yeah. People change, they lose their passion, whatever. And so I hired a broker, which was stressful and scary. Mm -hmm. And he told me that I had nothing worth selling, which was Mm. awful. That's disheartening. (laughs) Just exactly. And I, after I cried a little bit, I decided, wait a minute, I think there's something here, right? And so- Um, and so what happened was, is I just took one business and I thought, I'm going to fix what, what he doesn't see. I see it. I'm going to fix it. So it's seeable. Um, and then build the value and see if I can fix it. I gave myself six months and I found a buyer in three months. And I realized that I hear I was running four businesses and I never once thought about, uh uh-oh, what just happened? Oh, sorry. My screen went black. Um, I never once thought what about the end? Like, what what does that look like? What is my plan yep. here? I just, you know, like most business owners think, you know, let's just keep going, keep building, keep adding more, more, more until yep. you get burnt out. And then it's an emergency situation. And so that's kind of right. how I got into this. And so um, found a buyer for one. I had um, a contractual issue with another landlord. So we closed one because it was at an airport and I couldn't go somewhere else. Um, And then I had a partner earn in at another. And so I've just like been learning all about the different ways to exit. Um, What I found was most people have no plan in mind. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's something that can be scary when you get to that point especially when you've thought okay well i'm tired i'll just sell this and then you hear from someone well you just you don't really have something worth selling right now so we need to make some changes (laughs) and and also you know was it true i mean yeah 
the thing is, I mean, I was not armed with the information that right. was, would have been helpful. Thankfully, I believed in myself and what I yeah. had built. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people are told that they don't have anything of value by a broker, let's say. But sure. maybe they do. And with a few little tweaks yeah. or maybe asking somebody else, mm -hmm. they do have something. And, you know, right. small business owners are like superheroes they they mm -hmm. like chart this new territory they take all the risks they build they dedicate themselves and i just want them to win yes you know? right let's end with a win yes so. definitely you want to start from that position that you're pushing towards that win mm -hmm. like exactly. any type of event competition not a competition here but at the same time you do experience the joys and the pleasures yeah. Yeah, that you have that that win, just like it would be in in a sport. Mm -hmm. Now, you had mentioned that you would started one business mm -hmm. because you also had that desire to have that that control, that ability to define your own schedule and routines. Right. But then, also decided, wow, I I'm good. This is good, but I'm I want a little more. I want mm -hmm. to do something more. So then you start a second business and. And, and then a third and, and then a fourth. I know. Now, how does that, with that mindset there, talk a little bit about the mindset that you have coming into that decision to start a second or third or fourth business at the time when you were doing that and how you might think about it differently now mm -hmm. if you were to have the knowledge you do now. Yeah. when you were to start a second, third, fourth business. Right. I mean, I had gone to a place where I had the one business, the candy store was, I had put systems in place. Mm -hmm. It was operational. I'm in a town which has a little tourism, not a lot. And so yeah. I knew it was kind of, it kind of had plateaued. I didn't really want to get into the e-com space. Well, COVID, we changed our mind, but you know, yeah. we, we really were kind of dependent on our town. And I wanted to do something more. And I thought, well, I mean, if this is doing its own thing and I could touch, have a few touch points here and there, but it doesn't need me every day. And I set it up like that. Yeah. So why not try something else? And I, again, sometimes, right. you know, the world, the universe will serve up an opportunity and it's not always for you to take. Sometimes it's for sure. you to say no. <laughs> right. I hadn't quite learned that yet. And um, I thought, well, let me try. Because, you know, I think, again, like I talked about small business owners being superheroes, like we love the challenge and the adventure and the new yep. and the excitement and the adrenaline and the fear, all those things. And after a while, my store that was kind of running itself didn't provide those things. So I was looking sure maybe adrenaline, yep. I don't know. Yep. And I just, and right. then opportunity, I mean, I toyed with the opportunity for a while and people kept coming back to me and I was like, well, maybe I should pursue this, right? And how yep. can it dovetail into my other one? Cause we do cupcakes, so I was baking over there in the restaurant and there were all these things, but I had taken yeah. a lot of what I had done and it was the next level to okay. challenge myself. Um, yep. And, um, and you know, the idea of more, and I think because I speak, at least for myself, like I always feel like I rise to the occasion, right? Sure. I bet on me. And so yep. the more I pile on, the more I seem to get done. And so yep. it seems like it's endless until it's not. Until right. you hit that wall and you think, ouch, I'm tired, you know? Right. I mean, 
my normal day at the end where I really decided I need to make a change was I was, you know, touching base with the candy store in the morning, uh, running the one restaurant in the afternoon, touching, going to the second restaurant at night and going home at, you know, midnight or one or two in the morning. I mean, it was running 18 hour days. And again, I wasn't running everything. Mm -hmm. I had some systems in place. But, you know, my big restaurant was 6,500 square feet. It was humongous. And it had so many different touch points. And what I found now that I look back is that I really wasn't doing, I was doing it, but I wasn't doing any of it really well. Okay. Because there's only so much Mm. brain power that you have. Right. And, And one key player in your staff or situation happens, yeah, everything falls apart, and that you know, being reliant on staff, it allows you to do those things, but that also the negative part of that is you're relying on those people, and if they sure. you know leave or yeah, call out or whatever, everything yeah. stops. Yeah, they don't have that same level of commitment or. Um, own, they don't have the ownership really that you do. So your commitment has to be higher to be able to continue to push into it and yeah. push toward success. So you do have those experiences with employees who they may be doing well at their job, but they might find something else that is better for them individually. And then they leave. And now you're stuck with having to figure out, oh, how do I figure out, how do I fill mm-hmm. those responsibilities? Yes. And train them. And if you yeah. didn't have the training in place. And I mean, I chose two industries that are pretty hard yeah. where you're dependent sure. on people um, right. versus being a solopreneur, which might have been yeah. easier. Right. Yeah. And so um, looking back, you know, some of the life lessons is I want to work smarter, not harder. Re- I recently yeah. just had an opportunity for another restaurant. And it was Mm -hmm. beautiful and perfect. And I could have been open in a week. I mean, I know how to do this, but I thought, stop. (laughs) Do I want (laughs) to go down that rabbit hole again? Right. Right. Did I learn the lesson of do I want to work smarter, not harder? Do I want to do things that are more interesting to me? Do I want to be reliant on staff as much as I am? Like all those things. So, you know, entrepreneurship is all about learning and Right. And if you don't learn the lesson, it comes around again. <laughs> yes. Yes. It reminds you. <laughs> it sure does. Now, thinking about somebody who is in business now and maybe has never really thought about selling their business, mm-hmm. um, but or perhaps they have, but they have no idea how that would even be valued mm-hmm. to somebody else. What is a process someone could go through to determine the value of their business or how would they even consider the value of their business? Right. I mean, when we do, we do little master classes and workshops uh-huh. and things, and we could do it quick right here. I mean, it's very, a down and dirty version is to take yeah. your profitability for last year, like what you told the IRS uh-huh. you, was your profit. And yep. if it's under $250,000 and it's your business is run by you, like mm-hmm. seller discretionary earnings, we would call that. Yeah. You're going to do a one X probably you'll be, you know, if you're mm-hmm. running everything, it's going to be a hard sell, but sure. you could put things in place. Like I did tra- uh, set up some systems, hire some key staff and have yeah. it be transferable. So yeah. 
if you did your profit and it was under 250,000, let's just give it a good number, then that's mm -hmm. going to be a 1x. So it's one year. That's what you could expect to earn if you sold, okay. provided yep. all the other pieces were transferable. Sure. If you get to yeah. the next level, let's just say 250 to four or 500,000 profit. Now you're at a yep. 2x, maybe a 3x, depending on the industry, those kind of things. And then you get to the next level up where you could get to three or four. Now the yeah. clincher here, and one of the strategies we apply is like, if you were to professionalize your business, now all of a sudden mm -hmm. your multiple based on your profit is, there. there is no end in sight. It could be five to 10 to 15, depending on the yeah. industry. So sure. just putting in some key players could really change your yeah. profit without having to like massively increase your sales and profit. Right. Yeah. So um, that's an easy way to think it, but most business owners, um, small business owners that we usually deal with are talking anywhere from a hundred to 300 or 400,000 in profit. Yeah. So you're talking a one to two X, which is sure. not what they thought. Right. 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 Yeah. Now you can add in some things. You know, often we use our businesses to the um, to the benefit of the tax code. Right. We buy sure. things and, and we yep. can add in things or take out. But that's like a down and dirty version. And mm -hmm. what I find is, you know, nine out of 10 business owners have no idea what their business is worth. They don't know how to even okay. figure it out. They don't know there's yeah. multiple involved. They don't know. And some of those things are, are you in a business that is uh, a, uh, a trade or industry that's declining or increasing, Okay. right? Right. And that's yep. part of it as well. So, I mean, I hope that makes sense for people. Basically take yeah. your profit and do a one or two if you're on the lower end, If do a two or three if you're kind of mid. And then if you get to like a million or more, um, you're probably at a three or a four. Um, okay. But think about yeah. that, you know, long-term that you worked 20, 30, 10 years building something and that you leave mm -hmm. only with one or two years of profit. Like that is right. what you leave with. So there is another strategy where you think to yourself, okay, well, if I'm not going to sell, yep. maybe I could keep it, but exit. So again, professionalize, have a few uh -huh. touch points of people who want to retire, but mm -hmm. they don't, they're not going to get enough for it to be able to retire. So maybe the strategy for them is to think about how to get themselves out of 95% of it, but right. retain owner. Yeah. Right. And there's a lot of different ways you can look at that, but it's really step one is to think about, okay, what do I, what, what could I sell for today? Yeah. And is it sellable? Is it like right. if I handed it over to Johnny, who's willing to give me what I want, yeah, would it fall apart? Right. Yeah. Right. And yes. if it and if it would fall apart, step one after that is okay. How do I fix those things so it wouldn't be? I call that being transferable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that answers the question, but yeah, that's kind yeah. of how we take a look at it. And the flip side of that is also. So like I look at it as two pieces, right? What is it mm -hmm. worth right now? But also what is your plan? Like what what are you right. willing to do? Yeah. Do you want to fix it? Do you want to improve it? Do you want or do you want like for some people their answer is liquidation because they're just mentally yeah. and physically done and that's okay. Sure. Right? Um yeah. but 
really figuring out what is it you want for yourself, right? right? You want, and, and you set a plan. And that's the part of that planning part, right? If you don't have a plan, you plan to fail. Like, right. You have to have a plan like, okay, by the time I'm 55 or 70 or whatever it is, I plan to be finished. Yeah. So how do I get to that place? Yeah. And I need to be finished and I need it to make this amount of money yeah. for me when I leave. So that's right. kind of like the two-step for me. And that's what I did just naturally. Yeah. Um, but I, I find it's not talked about a lot, a lot of people, unless you're there and ready, yeah. it's not on your thoughts at all. Right, right, yes. And so you're giving us some highlight, a high level of mm -hmm. some of the things that you talk with people about mm -hmm. as you're working with them individually to help identify what is that plan? What is that vision? Where do they want to see themselves? In how many years do they want to see themselves right. getting there? Mm -hmm. Now, if someone was interested in working on this process mm -hmm. with you, kind of talk through some of those steps that you go through and helping someone to create that vision and that pathway. Right. So, I mean, again, we talked about the two things we really focus on. So we, yeah. anytime anyone comes into our world, Mm -hmm. we do this what we call the easy method and yep. and basically it's figuring out what their exit plan is because everybody's different yes right? what everybody is willing to do is different so like for example i had one gentleman who owned a restaurant um catering company yep. in new jersey and he um, it had, was after COVID and his numbers had gone down and yeah. came up with all yeah. these strategies Definitely. of what he could do to exit and he just didn't want to do any of those things. And for right. him, his answer was liquidation. He just, he wants yep. to be done. That was, but he had all the facts and he could make a wise decision about what he wants. And then he just had to set up the plan for that, right? Yeah. So same is true for other people who maybe want to, I had another gentleman who had multiple parts of his business, not just multiple yep. businesses, but he had um, offshore manufacturing, he had wholesale, he had retail, he had e-com. Mm -hmm. And so what he started to do was carve off parts, okay. sell a piece, sell a piece so we could focus on the one that he thought would give him the biggest return. So everybody's exit plan is going to be different, yep. but it's really about defining. And it's kind of a, I think it's a fun process because you're really just dreaming about what your dream is right. look like yes. and what your number could be. Because once you figure out what your target is, yep. it's very easy to get there. And we have like roadmaps and things like that. But the idea is once you have a target in mind, everything else gets weeded out by that target yeah right no, all like the distractions that. the second yeah. part is is also then we do a um we do an assessment of what do you have and it's mm -hmm. not just what is your profit but what do you have that's also valuable whether sure. that's you know equipment whether that's real estate yep. whether that's a customer list and what could you do right. right there's a lot of those things once you have kind of an inventory of what creates value for you in mm -hmm. your business, well, then that brings us to the third step, which is kind of identifying pain points, but also opportunities. Right. Right. So for myself, what I was able to identify was that, uh, for example, I'll give you an example. Uh, mm -hmm. I had um, a POS system for my restaurant where yeah. um, to ring up everybody and cash everybody out. 
Well, it had an internal tech that was a loyalty program that I just mm -hmm. never turned on. Yeah. Magically, I turned it on. Now it was like magic. It didn't cost me anymore. <laughs> didn't cost me. Any I had to teach my staff and yep. print some business cards to like invite people to join it. But magically, I now had a viable list, a way to communicate with them. And I knew mm -hmm. what they bought, what their average cart yeah. value was. And so that was an easy thing for me to change. Yes. I just never thought about it. Right? right. And so the third part is we identify and also what are your pain points? What are the things mm -hmm. that are making you want to, you know, run away from your business? Right. What are, you, what are the things you yep. hate about your business that are making you think about leaving? If you could yep. fix those things, you could greatly extend how long you stay with your business, which also yes. could greatly extend or increase what the value will be when you finally go. So that's yeah. kind of how we work our first like initial month or two, really just locking those things in, knowing they're not going to be perfect. Yes. Can change. Um, Absolutely. And then we also kind of create some type of secession plan because yep. life happens. Yeah. And right. You need a kind of a plan. I think uh, I, some days, one day I thought about, gosh, if I was going to Mexico with my husband and I thought if this plane crashes, my poor children and my four businesses and mm -hmm. trying to figure out all the 40 staff and all the details and how do they get paid and all like the cleanup would have been yeah. awful for them. Right. It's a terrible thing to do to people you love. Um, yeah. And so we, we work on that part as well. So that's kind of how we start. And then we yeah. kind of, once we know where you are, where you want to go and what you need to fix first to get you there, it's yeah. pretty straightforward. And then we just work. We have a, a success path that yeah. we think that hit all the points. We can go through it once and then you get to the end. You think, I want to do that again. And you go back through yeah. Right. Yep. And fix and improve the next level. And right. as long as you want to do it, I yep. mean, I think I think it also renews the spirit a little bit. Right. From yes. the humdrum every day, because now you have a mission again. Right. 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 And then a pathway and someone that's coming alongside you to assist yes. you and support you through that. Mm -hmm. That has gone through some of the similar experiences oh, yeah. and <laughs> has gotten ingrained into this topic to be able to help others. Yeah. I think that is is absolutely a value to any individual in business who wants to not just be successful today, but plan for that success in the future, yeah. to be able to work with someone that can help them through the process. I've yeah indicated this before in other podcasts that that val there's a lot of value in somebody who can mentor you in a process and yeah. oh, for sure. you know and i don't think that people always think about the exit plan being a part of the present process right, right. so that mentorship gained through that so i like hearing that outline of the steps that you work through with somebody now i'm going to switch gears and ask you a question i like to ask all of the guests that i have is if you were to be handed a million dollars today with no restrictions on that as to how you use it, how would you invest that in your business or another endeavor and why? Let's see. That's a great question. Um, for myself, I mean, mm -hmm. I think for me right now, I mean, I have other businesses, but this is my passion project. Like I love 
business. I love business owners. I love our country. And I think this is like a huge upcoming issue for our country, not yeah. just for small business owners who maybe are burnt out or tired and after COVID and all the things, but we have 12 million small business owners who are boomers who are going to retire. And if those businesses are not ready, they're just going to close. Yeah. Which is a huge impact on our economy and workforce. And there's just right. so many things. So for me, I would double down on what we're doing and go faster. Okay. Right. But yep. the flip side of that is I would professionalize. Yeah. Hire all the fractional CFOs, CMOs, all the things. Mm -hmm. Because when you try to move everything forward as a small business owner, often every, mm -hmm. you're, you are the pusher, but you're mm -hmm. also the bottleneck. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and dreaming the dream is what most of us are really good at. Yeah. Right. But we're often, we often take too long to get help. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think that that's a great answer for that question. And I 100% agree. We often as the entrepreneur have that dream, that vision, but if we try and do everything to be able to reach it, it does entirely slow that process down. Right. So, now, if someone would like to reach out to you, what's the best way for someone to connect with you to find out more about the work you're doing, or perhaps just to reach out and see how they could get benefit from your work? So we have uh, getexitable.com is like okay. the best way to reach us. It gives a little bit of story, gets you onto yep. our list, can invite you to, we often hold a free masterclass, just teaching people these things we talked about just to get their preliminary education. Because there's a huge gap, right? Because if you've never thought about retiring you've never thought about selling and i yeah. don't mean in the crisis moment of i wish i could set it on fire and walk away moment right but the you know the the strategic plan ahead moment right where we're yep. where we're a little saner and we're not so emotional there is a lot to learn um yes. and as we all know business requires a lot from us and there's just we're always putting out the next fire and yes. so taking the time to really educate yourself about what the prospects are, what the selling climate looks like, how it works is important Yeah, for yourself, Absolutely. for your family and for the continuation of your business. So that's the best way. And, okay. um, but I'm also on all the channels and yep. I'd love to chat about this forever. All right. Well, I definitely encourage others to reach out to Tracy check out the website, getexitable.com, reach out on social media. This is an important topic from the present tense on into the future. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 100% encourage people to, if you're not thinking about it, to begin doing that today. Absolutely. Tracy, thank you again for joining me on the show today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for giving me the chance to talk about this. I just, I, I think all the people who um, listen to you and follow you are going to really benefit. So thanks for letting me share. Absolutely. It's an important topic. So thank you again and wish you the best. You too.